Welcome back to the Sportsish Podcast, a place for those of us who like sports-ish. We're making sports fun, cute, and digestible. It's not your boyfriend's sports news. I'm Lily, and I am joined by my co-host and my husband, Ashton. Ashton, welcome back to the Sportsish Podcast. We took a break from you. I brought in my friend, Allie, but you're back. Yeah, surprise I wasn't permanently replaced. You guys did great. <laughs> hey, thanks. You're, it's just that I knew your Taylor Swift knowledge wasn't to the level it needed to be for our Swifty episode. Sort of feels like a personal attack, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> but I do know you are, you are a Taylor fan. Yeah, love Taylor. So Ashton's turning 30 in May. We might try and go see Taylor for Ashton's 30th yeah, birthday. Yeah, totally for my birthday. Totally my idea <laughs> and a present to me. It's just, it's just for him. It's not at all anything related to my personal interest. Uh, speaking of Taylor Swift, I did attend Taylor's first concert. That is why we did the episode last week. Is It was in honor of the Eras Tour beginning. And you guys, all I have to say is that you're reading everything on Twitter and you're seeing everything on TikTok about the concert. It doesn't even touch how it actually was. It was the most insane live performance I have ever seen in my entire life. And that someone was like, insane concert, most insane concert. No, no, most insane live performance. And I live in New York City. I have attended many a Broadway show. This was a spectacle and I could go on and on, but it's not very sporty. So we'll just leave it at, it was one of the best nights of my life. I did dress in my ringmaster costume and also I did make it a sportsish night for me. So as I was driving to the concert, this will show you how my brain is consistently thinking about you guys and the page and the brand and growing sportsish. I thought to myself, ah, you know, it would be nice to have a night off, but I think I should throw together a man on the street interview, if you will, at the Taylor Swift concert. Let's see if Swifties know sports. And I was with uh, three of my very best friends in the entire world. And I was like, hey guys, I hate to do this, but before the concert, can we go around? One of you can film me. I'll bring my mic. And we can ask Taylor Swift fans questions about sports. And they were like, yeah, of course. And so picture a very amateur setup. My friends and I going around uh, the concert venue, which was the State Farm Arena, which is where the Cardinals play, uh, and asking Taylor Swift fans questions about sports. It was as funny as it sounds. And the reel is up on our Instagram and on our TikTok. Uh, we had a really good time doing it. So that's how I am constantly weaving sports into my ish part of life. So speaking of Taylor Swift, are you sick of that yet? Should I no, stop talking about no, Taylor? I mean, no, it's a hot topic. I feel like a lot of my coworkers are talking a lot about it as well. So she's trending. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, 44 songs in a row is three hours, 13 minutes. She just kept going. We've been referring to it as a a cultural event. So a lot of my coworkers have tickets to it as well. Yep. Um, and now they're like, I, a lot of them are like, I need to, I need to get more. I need to get like a floor seat. Like it's worth the money. It's like a cultural event. That's how you know. Like a cultural reset sort of thing. Yeah. That's how you know how good it was is that the minute the lights went down and that the concert ended, I was like, 
mm, I need to do that again. I need to see that again. And I literally need floor seats. Now, will I be paying what floor seats are selling for? Probably not. That is insane. But I just, I wanted to go again. I wanted it to keep going, even though it was three hours and 13 minutes. I was not the only one who felt this way, obviously. Uh, there were 70,000 people who saw her both nights, but JJ... Uh, you sure it wasn't 700,000? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Don't be rude. <laughs> I did report to Ashton and my dad <laughs> when I got back from the concert. I'm like, there were 700,000 people <laughs> there to see her. And both of your faces were like, yeah, that's not right. That's, that's not right. And it wasn't, it was 70,000, which is record breaking. Did you know she broke a Madonna record for, I think, most oh, really? of, like number of people at a concert ever. That kind of surprised me. I feel like there's a couple stadiums around the world that can fill more people than that. I'm surprised that they haven't been sold out. But anyways, that's it was your, some like a, record. Kind of like a, a sports-ish more moment for you, which we'll get into more details a little bit later. Yeah. So like I was saying, I wasn't the only one who was in awe over Taylor, J.J. Watt, the former Arizona Cardinal who actually played in that stadium, uh, took to Instagram and Twitter to social to praise. He gave like a dissertation on Taylor Swift. It was long. It, it had layers. He was in awe, rightly so. So we're going we're gonna to play some of what J.J. said about his experience at the Taylor Swift concert. All right, so I went to the Taylor Swift concert last night with my wife and her friends. Uh, I've got a few observations from the show. First off, unbelievable. Uh, the production, the set design, the video boards, the sound quality, the speakers. Just, you can, you can tell when somebody does something at the top of their game and is trying to do the right way for their fans. Um, and this this is done the right way for the people paying money to come and see her. Um, just unbelievable production. It was 44 songs, three hours and 15 minutes long. And she did not stop the whole time. There was no intermission. There was no halftime. There was no TV timeouts. She, the longest break she took was maybe three minutes for a costume change. And she was singing, dancing, entertaining the entire time. 70,000 people hanging on every single word and move she was making for three hours and 15 minutes. And she crushed it. And she didn't even look tired. I was tired and I was just sitting there. Uh, I mean, and then you got the fans. I mean, the fans are unbelievable, my wife included. I mean, did not stop jumping up and down, screaming, singing, dancing for three hours and 15 minutes straight, knew every single word. Um, I mean, it was a spectacle to behold, it really was. And if she can do this entire tour without missing a single show, it will be unbelievably impressive. Just the sheer mental, physical, emotional, that this has to take on your body to be able to go out there and do that night after night after night city after city after city three hours and 15 minutes i mean unbelievable okay so he's a swifty 
I love it because he's an unexpected Swifty. Really? You think so? He's from Wisconsin. Is he? Yeah. He just is like, it seems like a big, like rough and tough man who wouldn't, who would listen to like Linkin Park or something. I don't know. I just. He does that as well. Yeah. He's, but he loves her. That's what was, it was just so cool. He's married to uh, Kalia Watt is his wife. They got married in 2020 and she's a professional soccer player. Rumor has it that he retired from the NFL after an incredible career. Yeah. He's like a first ballot hall of famer. Yeah. He will go in the NFL hall of fame. Rumor has it that he retired to kind of be a more um, present parent. While Do his, they have kids? Yeah, they just had a baby last year. Oh. They actually oh, had a yeah, baby yeah, no, the I, same month right. as I, us. I, I knew they had a baby. I, I don't know why I didn't realize he had kids. They I, had for a some baby. reason, when you said to like raise his kids, I was like, wait, like I was picturing full-blown toddlers, but yeah, that's no, no, right. no. I knew that. One baby, and she was born, I think he, was born a week. No, 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 it's a she. She was born a week after Rosie was. And anyways... I think his wife is pursuing now her soccer career again, and he retired to kind of let her do that and to be a more engaged father. Who knows if this is true? This is just the rumor. But if so, I don't know. I love him. He I love seems that like he would be an awesome dad. He seems like he'd be an awesome guy. I, don't, I want to be friends with J.J. Watt. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a hockey guy, too, so we love that. He's a hockey fan. Yeah, he plays hockey, like played hockey growing up. Okay, cool. So he, I mean, he's a Swifty. He's a hockey guy. We have kids the same age. Did you see the, there was a funny Twitter interaction. He went and he was like on an ice time, I think with some other professional hockey players who invited him out Mm -hmm. and they like got him some gear and they put 99 on it because that's his football number. Right. Yeah. And he was kind of getting inflamed by a few people on Twitter or Instagram, wherever it was. You have to explain why because, for the yeah, non-hockey people. Uh, JJ Watt. So he, so these guys, some other professional players, they got him and they put like 99 on some of his equipment. And he was getting kind of like flamed by a few people on the internet. And to kind of clarify why, why so in hockey, there's this unwritten rule that you can't use 99 unless you're five years old. That's the only time it's somewhat justifiable. And that's because... 99 is the number of Wayne Gretzky, who I've said it before. He's the goat of goats, like the undisputed goat. There's no other sport in the world. Well, with the exception of, I think, a cricket player who I and I assume most of our listeners are unfamiliar with. But he's the undisputed goat in every other major sport. There there's like it's up for debate, right? Like MJ versus LeBron, right? Messi versus Ronaldo or whoever other, you know, famous soccer player. There's there's like there's a debate to be had. In hockey, there's no debate. Wayne Gretzky is it. We get it's, it. He's I think it's yeah. Like so JJ Watt. His number is like unofficially retired around the world. You can't wear it, otherwise you get beat up, like legitimately. <laughs> Only in um, hockey. So, anyways, these guys get give JJ Watt 99 as as a number. You know, kind of as a joke because he's also sort of a goat and because that was his actual number in football. And he was getting roasted a little bit. And someone said, like, if you wear that, you get dropped in my league or whatever. And J.J. Watt responded. He's like, yeah, this number was given to me. Like, I didn't pick it. My my friends, other professional hockey players gave it to me and put it on my, you know, on my equipment for fun. Right. He's like, but I'd love to see you come out and skate with us and try and drop me. You know, because like JJ Watt's like the biggest human being ever, right? He's a big dude. Like, and if he knows how to play hockey, like, there's just no shot. 
Okay. I, yeah. So circling it back, we love JJ Watt. JJ Watt, will you be our friend? I feel like at least our daughters could be friends. They similar ages. Um, so Taylor Swift, we'll wrap it up. She did. The record was the highest attended concert by a female performer of all time. So all impressive. We love her. JJ loves her. We love JJ. I guess that is the moral of our story. So sports, it's crazy right now. There is a lot going on in sports. I remember a few weeks ago, I was like, there's a lull in sports right now. The lull is done. Uh, It is March and it is madness. It is March madness. As you know, I'm not like a diehard fan, but we started a sportsish bracket challenge where the winner gets a $500 travel credit. So that had a lot of people interested and a lot of people filling out brackets that have never filled out brackets before. Do we know who's leading the bracket right now? I'm going to check right now. But why don't you tell our listeners where we are in March Madness? What round is it? All right. We are in the Sweet 16. It's actually going on right now. It is. I'm actually even watching it right now. I'm sorry. Can you turn that off? <laughs> are you actually? Do you have it? I've got on it your on. Phone? I've, got a, I've got a four-leg parlay going on. Two of them have already hit. FAU is keeping it close. Okay. I don't. I ain't leaving. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> a four-leg parlay is a, it's basically like a four-leg bet, right? You bet on four different games, but each of, each of your bets has to win out or you lose everything, right? So it's like if you, in, on this particular four-leg bet, it pays out $140 for a $10 bet, right? Because the odds are stacked against you. You have to correctly guess four games in a row. Mm. Wow, captivating. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, um, so we're in the sorry, we're in the Sweet Sixteen. There we are. Um, we've got uh, a bunch of games going on tonight, and some more games going on tomorrow, or I guess today when listeners are watching. So right now, here here are the the main people in the the men's bracket. We have Alabama, uh, San Diego State, Creighton, Princeton, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, Kansas State. Well, I was going to say Michigan State. They just lost, so they're out. Um, we've got Houston, Miami, Xavier, Texas, Arkansas just lost. So they're out Yukon, Gonzaga and U- UCLA. So that's who's left in the men's bracket. I, I have some thoughts to get people way more excited about that list. But first, I just want everyone to know that I had Arizona winning March Madness. So nailed that. In my bracket. And they were eliminated the first round, right? It was the first round. Yeah. It was, it was mortifying. I was like, okay, so we have like, I think 400 people who submitted brackets. Oh, nope, that's not true. We have 368 and I am tied for last. So that's where I'm at on the sportsish bracket challenge, but sportsish. We're going to give, uh, Kara two a shout out here. Uh, she has, Houston taking it all, and she is in the first place. A-I-A-L-H Swims is in second place. And Houston, I, that's, it's spelled like who, and then Stin, like I get it, it's like Houston. It. Yeah. Um, she is in third place. And so it's really anyone's game. There is a lot of, <laughs> a lot of basketball left to play. Yes, that's, there is. That's what I tell people to say 
when like their boyfriend is getting incredibly frustrated at a game unnecessarily, you just pat his back and you say, there's a lot of game left to play. Even if there's not, it just somehow makes them feel better. <laughs> it um, doesn't just for the record, but <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, so in the men's, we're, we're talking about the men's. We're okay. going to go over to the women's. So in the men's right now, I'm very interested in Princeton. Let me mm. tell you, they are a 15 seed who has advanced to the Sweet 16. They are the only four. They are <laughs> only the fourth 15th seed to reach the Sweet 16 in men's March Madness history. And they beat them. second in a row because the Peacocks just did that last year. The, yep, exactly. And the Peacocks were the Cinderella story of last year. This year, it is the Princeton Tigers. Princeton reminding us of the movie. I'm quizzing you. What does Princeton remind you of? Movie. Chick flick. Hillary Duff. Come on. Princeton oh, girl. Yeah, yeah. Princeton give me, girl. Give me a second. I know. I know. I can. I know the plot. Honestly, I know the storyline, which, I'm by the way, is so unrealistic. He just like bails out on the middle of a championship game. It's amazing. It's ne- every girl's would dream. Never, ever, ever happen. Someone running off the football field in their gear to kiss you in the stands. Just throwing away any potential at a Everything. scholarship. Not please a chance. Don't, please don't. Please don't diss this movie. This movie is my childhood. Yeah. Disney. There's a. <laughs> Disney is ruined a lot of people's lives by giving the most insane expectations so are you just dodging that you don't know the title no give me a second um i just said the word uh princeton tigers are a blank story (laughs) cinderella story (laughs) yes cinderella story (laughs) with hillary duff uh so the princeton tigers are the cinderella story this year we will see how they fare i believe they play tomorrow night and they are uh they're playing, who, yeah they're playing creighton creighton yes who is a six seed and yeah, they who's are a good a team, but seed. like it's a winnable game it's a winnable game we're cheering on the tigers go tigers then i'm also cheering for ucla because they have nice. me too they're a part of my parlay are they yeah you gotta stop with that word i just it's confusing um so they have jamie Jacques, I don't know if that's how you say it, but he and his sister plays for the women's UCLA team. And oh, that's they right. are the first brother-sister duo to ever make it to the Sweet 16. Really? Yeah. Isn't that kind of cute? Kind of fun? Yeah, that's fun. We love that. So he is a senior. He's been to March Madness, the NCAA tournament. Now, this is his third time. Uh, obviously, number one. I would love to see UCLA take it. If... If the Princeton Tigers are not going to take it, I'd like to see UCLA t- take it. Okay, talking about the women's side of things, on the Sportsish Women's Bracket Challenge, we have McKenna J281 is in the lead, followed by Rach2332 and Savham33. So, best of luck to all of you guys. It looks like South Carolina is a favorite. In terms of winners, um, the women's side has had some Cinderella stories as well. My personal favorite is Ole Miss. Now, they haven't reached a Sweet 16 since 2007. And they had the sweetest experience when they got that bid for the Sweet 16. There was a really sweet experience when their coach, her name is Coach Yo, which I love. Uh, She was interviewed right after they made that bid for the Sweet 16 
kind of talking about how she herself was an underdog and then how the team were underdogs. And it's a feel-good moment. We're going to play a little bit of the interview for you now. Coach O, you're about to head to Seattle for the Sweet 16. You just beat a number one seed. This is for the people with a dollar and a dream. I'm a little girl from the Bahamas that was given an opportunity. I wasn't Ole Miss's first choice, but I was the right one. And I was naive enough to think that I could do it. And that's what no ceilings means, that there's no limit. And so I'm just really proud to be the head coach here. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say, Brooke. We're going to Seattle. I love Seattle. Let's go. You already packed for Seattle. You ready to go. I'm ready. Congratulations, to go. coach. Thank you. You, you just you just want to see them do well after that. Uh, and they had beaten uh, number one, the number one seed, which was Stanford at the time. And made that bid to the Sweet 16. So they are a Cinderella story and they are who I am cheering for on the women's side of things. So also UCLA too, because how cool would it be if the men's and the women's tournament were both won by UCLA? It's unlikely. Um, It's only happened twice. Did you know that? UConn. Yeah, UConn. Twice, 2007, 2014, both secured the men's and the women's um, NCAA tournament. They could do it again this year too. Both teams are still in it and UConn is really good. Well, let me tell you as a Connecticut, what what would that be? A Connecticut. Connecticutite. Connecticutite. As someone who's from Connecticut, I would not be mad about UConn winning it all either. So lots of basketball left to play. It's just that we'll leave that one. Um, It was the World Baseball Classic Mm. for the past two weeks which was fun. Uh, the finals were between Team USA and Team Japan. Yes. So we were a bit of a house divided. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, was, I mostly just wanted a good game, but I was cheering for the motherland, Japan. You are actually, you cheer for the U.S. and like Olympics and world competitions unless they're playing two teams, yeah, Canada, Canada or Japan. And Japan. So this was one of those circumstances, and Japan came away with the win. With the W. <laughs> the W. My I couldn't boy, be upset. Shohei Otani. Showtime. Showtime. I could not be upset about their win because Shohei Otani seems like the nicest man. Oh, I, my gosh. Yes. I like, would like to just give him a hug. Yeah, the way you talk about J.J. Watt is the way I feel about Otani. I've heard so many amazing things about him. I mean, did you see his speech before their final game? No, I didn't. Really? I'm going to pull it up really quick. While you pull it up, I'm going to tell a story. So Ashton is a Shohei Otani stan and loves to just go off on tangents sometimes. And part of being your wife is sitting there and nodding my head as you go off on these tangents. And I love you for it. But he was going off about how Shohei Otani is, and I quote, the greatest baseball player of all time. And I caveat that I said he will be. He will be. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, Babe Ruth question mark. And you responded with some stats about how Shohei is probably better than Babe Ruth which I think is a bold claim, but as someone who'd never actually watched. I I think he will be. I think when all is said and done, it'll be unanimously agreed upon. So I decided to just poke a little fun. And I started recording secretly. And 
talking about how Shohei Otani that some people said he was overrated. <laughs> and I got Ashton's reaction on film. It's it's a hidden camera, so you can just hear him. So Ashton went off on this secret video I got of him about how Shohei Otani should have won the MVP last year because Aaron Judge just broke I, this I will record. I will say this. It, it could have gone to either one, but you got to give it to Judge because of the fake record, record, which record he broke. You just, you're a Shohei stan, and I love it, and I support it. And we're going we're gonna to play that camera clip, actually, uh, right I'd now. <laughs> I heard someone say that they feel like Shohei Otani is overrated. Yeah, whoever that is is an asshat. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by it. But like, he didn't win. He didn't win MVP last year, did he? No, but he should have. They gave it. They gave it to freaking Judge because frickin he judge. kind of broke the world a record. What do you mean, but kind of? He broke the record. He broke the record because the previous record they nulled. Yeah, but Shohei Otani. <laughs> Need to clarify. That's not true. He broke the the American League. The American League record. So, needless to say, Ashton is a Shohei stan, and whoever doesn't think Shohei Otani is deserving of the praise he gets is an asshat. Stand by it. Stand by it. But Team Japan came away with the win. We were excited for them. And Shohei Otani, he just seems like a really cute, nice man. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's an amazing baseball player and i hear he's an amazing person as well um back to the speech oh yes go ahead and play that because that was just an all-time an all-time speech okay um his otani's pregame speech was let's stop admiring them if you admire them you can't surpass them we came here to surpass them to reach the top for one day let's throw away our admiration for them and just think about winning whoa and he's talking about mlb players because in japan i mean the MLB is like the cream of the crop. Like America is the gold standard of baseball. And every Japanese kid growing up is like idolizing these MLB players. Right. And so his, his whole thing was like, we need to like stop admiring just, just for a bit. Right. Like let's throw away our admiration for them and just think about winning, you know, because he, and it was just such a great speech gets the crowd going. Wow. Yeah. That is like a, a who's the coach of miracle. What was his name? Herb. Herb Brooks worthy yeah. speech. Um, okay, so good for Team Japan. We're happy for them. Baseball starts next week, the baseball season. So that was kind of fun for them. They had their yeah. little, they played for their country and now they're going to go play for their MLB teams. I love a good baseball game. Look, and it was electric. I mean, anyone who watched the WBC was like, Phew. Apparently, ratings were out of this world. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. People loved it. I mean, the, the Japan-Mexico game, the Japan-US game. I mean... One of the most watched baseball games of all time. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, you could not write a better script. Otani and Mike Trout are two of the greatest players of all time. And to and play on the same team and to be able to the final at-bat against each other was I just that was chef's kiss. That was the chef's kiss. All right, we're moving on to more sports news. The National Women's Soccer League, NWSL, starts on Saturday. This is the 11th season. 
And if you're not watching the NWSL, I'm going to ask you to start. And I'm going to tell you that you are going to want to. One of my favorite players is Alex Morgan. Uh, She's a Swifty, by the way. She is going to her show this summer. I love Alex Morgan. She plays for the San Diego Wave. Um, Mallory Pugh, who is now known as Mallory Swanson. So speaking of baseball, she married Dansby Swanson, who was just traded to the Chicago Cubs. Another hot guy. He's a hot guy. Is that what you said? Swanson? Yeah, he's totally hot. I just didn't know that you thought so. Well, look, I can appreciate a man's body too. All right. (laughs) He is. He's he's attractive. You're right. Um, His wife is a total babe as well. Mallory. She, they just got married this past summer, and now they're both playing in Chicago. She's playing for the Chicago Fire. He's playing for the Cubs. And that's kind of cute, kind of fun. And then there um, is Angel City FC. They were an expansion team last year. Have you heard of Angel City FC? No. Okay, let me tell you. Their owners, so Natalie Portman was one of the original owners of the team. And then they started getting all these angel investors, <laughs> angel investors, it's a pun, punny, um, and they're who now own a minority of, portion of the team. And honestly, this list of owners is, are you about to be blown away? Yes. Are you ready? Okay. So this isn't all of them. Just so you know, these are just the celebrities. We have Natalie Portman, Jennifer Garner, Jessica Chastain. Eva Longoria, Sean Johnson, Mia Hamm, Alexis Ohanian, which is Serena Williams' husband, Abby Wambach, Rachel Zoe, and Christina Aguilera. Oh, and wait, Gabrielle Union and her three-year-old daughter own, like her three-year-old daughter is a separate owner, uh, the youngest owner uh, in soccer history. Um, have all backed Angel City as investors and are part owners of the team. So they are a very celeb-filled team. Yeah, that feels like kind of a random casting call right there. Yeah. Who's your favorite out of that list? Natalie Portman, Jennifer Garner. Uh, Jennifer Garner. Yeah, we love her. We love her. Yeah, I don't know why. I just, she's, she just feels so like warm, like cute. Yes, yeah, she does. She is cute. That's right, babe. She's cute. Um, so the league itself is incredibly intriguing. So there's no new teams this year, but next year, 2024, Boston, Utah, and San Francisco will all add teams to the league. So have one, they did. And it was kind of dissolved. Oh, um, but now Utah is, is getting a official team in the national women's soccer league. All right. Uh, But last season was wild in the league. There were some accusations that came out in the athletic against pro soccer coach, Paul Riley. Uh, He was the coach of the North Carolina courage and uh, two players came forward accusing him of sexual coercion and harassment in the athletic. Yeah. So he denied the claims, but um, he was let go immediately And then the commissioner of the NWSL was, she resigned. Um, But the players came forward. They said that, and we're going to give a trigger warning here because, you know, there is, there is mention of sexual assault that he belittles his players. He comments on their weight or their sexuality. He goes out drinking with them. 
He would send half-naked photos. <laughs> Wait, what? Of himself? Yes. How old is he? Uh, he's old. He's not someone that should ever be Ugh. doing that. And on occasion, he would try to coerce them into having sex with him. So basically, he did all Yikes. the things wrong as a coach. He overstepped all the lines. Um, and the investigation started after the story broke by the U.S. Soccer Federation and by the NWSL and the Players Association. So he's not actually been criminally charged. He does still deny the allegations. But the in investigation found that this was widespread amongst the league. He was banned from the NWSL for life and actually a bunch of other coaches and names and owners, part owners, were all suspended and or fined um, as a result of this investigation. Wait, so like, uh, so it was like widespread as in like multiple people were doing this, not just him? Yeah, and the investigation really found that abuse in the league is pretty widespread. Yikes. And so obviously the league as a whole is trying to put this case behind them and move forward and focus on the soccer, but also focus on, you know, bringing players' voices to light. And I think it was just a really terrible, terrible situation. I'm so glad that those two brave players were able to step forward and speak their truth and that Paul Riley was banned for life and will never coach another women's soccer team ever again. It sounds like he was, he was just not at all what a coach should be, especially a coach, coach to a, a woman, human being. a human being. It's right. So that is where the NWSL left kind of last season. This all happened around October, which is when their finals are. And now they're picking back up. And I know wanting to move completely away and forward and hopefully have some really good people in place to do that. Anyways, I'll be watching the NWSL, and I think you guys should too. It's an intriguing league. All right, moving on. Why are you looking at me like that? Moving on. We're going to the Giselle interview. Mm, yes. Did you have any chance to look at the interview? I didn't read the whole article. I know briefly what she said. And to my original point, I would just like to point out that I called it. It wasn't him going straight back okay. to football okay. that caused the divorce. I'm going to... I'm going to visit that in a second. But basically, this was the first time Giselle spoke out about the divorce since they got divorced in October. So she had done a springtime interview after he unretired and seemed pretty unimpressed with him. But this was the first time she's spoken since the divorce. And, you know, one of the things she said is that she wants him to be happy. She said, if there's one person I want to be the happiest in the world, it's him. Believe me, I want him to achieve and to conquer. I want all of his dreams to come true. That's what I want really from the bottom of my heart. So she showed a lot of love, a lot of support. She did state that recently it came to light. They do want different things, that they wanted the same things when they got married in their 20s. And now in their 40s, it appears they, they want They got married things. in their 20s? Yes. Well, I don't know why I thought they were older, but. He was um, 29. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and she was 26 and now they're both in their forties and they want different things. And I think honestly, one of those things is that he wanted to play football again. She did say, she said, 
what's being said in the media is only a small piece of the puzzle, but it's, but it's still her acknowledging that it was a piece. Yeah, I'm sure it was a small piece, but I don't think, I don't think it was the, I don't think it was the main piece, which that sounds like to be true. Speaking of Tom Brady and Giselle, did you see Tom Brady? I did. Yeah. Just bought, um, bought into the Las Vegas aces. Yes. About three hours ago. Yeah. Good for him. We love to see men invest in women's sports. It doesn't make me like him anymore, though. Did you, did you see his video where he talked about it? No, and it I was don't really cool. want he, he, Well, no, he talked about how he grew up with older sisters, and he always got in, like, the, they played basketball, and he was a little brother tagging along, watching their, their basketball games, and how they were the athletes in the house when he was growing up. Honestly, fool me once, Tom. Like, you have a great PR team, that's all I'll say. <laughs> I should be a little... Hater. I should be kinder to Tom Brady. He's not my guy. I'm team Giselle, though. I thought her interview was very, very gracious and honest and way kinder than anything he said about her. That's not true. Post-divorce. That's not true at all. Maybe, maybe I haven't seen it. Maybe I haven't wanted to see it. But what I will say is the day after she gave this interview, he posted a very cryptic Ralph Waldo Emerson quote on his stories. Oh, really? Yes. About like fake friends. That was part of the quote. So, well, maybe she's putting on for social media. Honestly, no, he's he is the worst. But it felt like he was subtweeting again. He's been really into quotes recently on his social. Can't say I follow him, but I do look every now and again, and he loves to post a good quote, a good Pinterest quote. Mm. Speaking of drama, Bad Bunny, Devin Booker, Devin Booker. Dated Kendall Jenner, a Kardashian sister. And for on and off for about two years, they finally broke up this past fall. They cited like conflicting schedules. And I think it was difficult because she's mostly in California. Devin's mostly in Phoenix playing for the Suns. Um, so they broke up. And recently, Kendall has been dating Bad Bunny. So Bad Bunny's song translated says, I'm not bad, baby, that's a gimmick, but the sun in Puerto Rico is hotter than in Phoenix. She knows it. Devin did not like that. So a media outlet put the song lyrics on Instagram. Devin commented on the Instagram and said he worried about another man again. Ooh, shots fired. (laughs) So that's kind of drama. He actually did delete the comment. It was dumb of him to comment in the first place. That's kind of drama surrounding Devin, Kendall, Bad Bunny. Kind of fits. Like, her and Bad Bunny seem to work well. I feel really? like... you think so? That feels like such a random pairing to me. I just think they need to stay out of the NBA. Not, not because... What, for the sake of the NBA? The so curse? That, uh, the curse? <laughs> yeah, it's too late. They're already affected. The Suns will not win. The Suns will not win, but that doesn't have anything to do with Kendall Jenner. All right, our last piece of sportsish news has to do with March Madness. Um, we are done with our sportsish movie bracket. Ashton, yes, have you participated in the sportsish movie bracket? I stopped participating once the votes got out of control, and it was clear that this was not a good. These were <laughs> these were not good results. <laughs> Basically, what you're mad about is that Miracle did not win. Is that what I'm hearing? Miracle's not the only one that got snubbed. There were plenty of others that were like, this, this just doesn't, this doesn't make sense. 
Okay, well, our winner is Remember the Titans. Yeah, I mean, it's a good movie, so... It's the best movie. So, like, I'm not going to slam on Remember the Titans, because it's a great great movie, but there were a lot of others, a lot of other upsets, if you will. Honestly, it is my favorite movie in the world, and that's how I know that these are my people. My sports-ish girlies are my people. What should we call them, by the way? I was trying to think of a name for you guys. You sporty spices. You sporty skanks. No, that's terrible. <laughs> My sportsish girlies. I don't know what else to call them, but we have a few guys. Ashton being the token one. So we'll token, try and token male. Your token, the token male. Remember the Titans. That's how I knew you were my people. Remember the Titans was voted the best sportsish movie of all time. All right, we are going to take a quick break and I've got a discount code for you guys. The Sportsish Podcast is brought to you by Albion Fit. Artfully designed swims and fitness made with love. Guys, they just launched their Darlene Swim Collection. That's the name of it. And it is in fact Darlene. It is bright colors. It is comfy material. I just got mine in the mail and I love it. They're giving Sportsish listeners 15% off this month, their whole site, including this new swim collection. If you've got spring break coming up, you need a piece of the Darling swim collection. You can use the code SPRINGSPORT15 on albionfit.com for 15% off. All right, so back to our sportsish girlies we were just talking about. I guess girlies, guys, our sportsish team. We could do something with team. We should ask them ideas. If you have any ideas on what we should call you guys, let us know. Slide into our DMs. Uh, but we asked you guys to tell us your most sportsish stories. I'm excited for this. And you, you submitted some good ones. Uh, I'll start with my own because it still haunts me to this day. It's one of those stories that like I will be laying up at night thinking about and like break out in a cold sweat. I'm so embarrassed. I have many sports stories in my life. Obviously, the James Harden situation years ago when I thought of sports-ish in the first place was my first. But recently so in football you have the buccaneers and in basketball you have the bucks with a k and the football team usually goes by the bucks as well so tom brady played for the tampa bay buccaneers and there's the milwaukee bucks yes but they both go by the bucks often and my friend had a birthday party and he is a tom brady fan which is the only thing we don't have in common. The only thing we don't get along with. Um, Happy birthday, Harrison. Shout out to Harrison. Um, And we were supposed to dress like something he would like or like him. And so I had my high school football jersey. We were the Rams Mm -hmm. at my high school. And so I was going to, I put Tom Brady's name on the back of my Rams jersey. And in my mind, I was like, this works out just fine. I don't have a Buccaneers jersey, but I have a Rams jersey. And a buck is a ram, essentially, right? (laughs) Like a male ram, like a male sheep. I think that's what a buck is called. 
I, I'm not I'm not a hunter, so I, I can't verify a with rams, deer. but like a buck is typically like a male deer, a male deer. Like in the deer family with right. elk, like whitetail, mule deer, things like that. I don't know if rams fall into that category. Okay, but, but like male deer, ram, like same type of vibe, right? Yeah, At well, least. Kind of. So I thought you were going mind. for just like the color red. No, no, no. I <laughs> was like, okay, this fits because it has a ram on it and the bucks are the rams. <laughs> so I'm like. Harrison, do you like my Tom Brady jersey? It's, it works, right? You know, this is the Rams, but obviously it's supposed to be the Bucks, the Buccaneer, Buccaneers. And our other friend, Andrew, was there and he's like, well, yeah, but the Buccaneers, their, their mascot is a, it's like a, a <laughs> rebel, it's a pirate, pirate. <laughs> <laughs> a rebel, a pirate. And I was like, no, no, uh, the Bucks. It's like a, a male deer, Andrew. And he's like, no, 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 that's, that's the basketball team. And we're, you're trying to portray the football team, the Buccaneers. And I was mortified, mostly because, listen, I was like a year and a half deep into sports-ish at this point. Amazing. And running a, a sports media company, you should know the difference between the Buccaneers and the Bucks. But it's confusing. And that is my sports story. You guys have plenty of your own that you gave us, and we're going to read some of them. You haven't heard any of these. I have not. All right, we're going to start with a basketball story in the spirit of March Madness. They said, my freshman year of college at Florida State, I went to a men's basketball game against Duke. Toward the end of the second quarter, people were going crazy because we were winning. I kept thinking, relax, it's only halftime. But when the buzzer went off, I ran with everyone else to rush the court. Still very confused. This was the day that I learned that college ball has two halves and not four quarters. Oh, that's amazing. That's, that's fair. amazing. I it's totally that. fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's confusing. Why change the rules from professionals to college to, like, peewee? Like, I swear I attended my nephew's basketball game, and they have four, like, five-minute quarters. And it's just, obviously, you have, to, you have to adjust, but it feels <laughs> confusing to have to keep track of all these different times in these different levels love, love that she fomoed into that though rush the and it just rushes the court thinking it's halftime she's like are we performing what are we doing um okay next one this one hits to be honest when i was in fifth grade i was on a softball team at one of my games my mom ran into someone she knew from our old neighborhood her friend asked which one is your daughter to which my mom replied do you see the one out in left field with the glove on her face <laughs> That's her." That pretty much sums up my sports career. Nice. <laughs> I want this girl to know that she is not alone. Uh, you probably remember in our first episode, I did play softball myself. Third and fourth grade, I was a member of the Orange Starburst, and I did not hit the ball one time. It didn't happen. The bat did not make connection with the ball. I still think about it to this day. But you know what? There's more important things in life. Some people are just not cut out for softball. You and I are one of those, are some of those people. All right. Next one. I love this one. I lied about liking football to score a date with my now husband. Entrapment. <laughs> All I knew was there was a green team with a funny quarterback who liked his jeans. So I lied and said oh, they were amazing. my favorite team and I loved and knew everything about the quarterback. Turns out it was the Green Bay Packers and Favre were his favorite things on this planet. 
and now they are married. That's pretty cool. That's hysterical. I, this one hits because I think many females have pretended to like a lot of things to get boys to like them. It's not just sports. Like we have all been hikers at one oh point. My gosh. Yeah. We have all. Oh yeah, I like outdoors. I love hiking. Yeah, we are all outdoorsy <laughs> when we first start dating people. I think that is. I will say this: I feel like a lot of people say they like hiking, not just girls, and in reality, like they really don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't. I'm gonna be honest. Um, but I do it sometimes because I feel like. I tell myself I like hiking and I certainly told you I liked hiking. Yeah, when yeah, that's we met. something that happened. <laughs> I also like pretended like I was a ginormous hockey fan. I remember vividly reading somewhere that the frozen four was happening and the frozen four, you can tell me, but I think it's like a college tournament. Yeah. It's the, it's like the March madness of NCAA ice hockey. Okay. Um, and so it's like the final four, but for hockey. Yeah. Okay. Cute. Frozen four. I remember reading that and being like, mm, Ashton would love if I knew what that was and like <laughs> threw it out there. And I remember texting you and being like, Hey babe, do you want to watch the frozen four tonight? <laughs> That's hysterical. Cause I've never actually watched the frozen four <laughs> that like the NCAA tournament in my entire life. But Come on. You liked it. You liked getting that text. <laughs> I don't remember that text. I'm not sure what my reaction would be, though. That's funny. Um, so I think we've all pretended, whether it's like punk rock music or sports or hiking or anything or cars, like we've all pretended to be a little more into something to get a guy to like us. Actually, the next two are also about that this this girl said i once bought tickets to an mls soccer game second row (laughs) and said to this boy i wanted to date that i got free tickets so we should go together that's wild and i love it (laughs) mad respect um and i hope it was a good date i hope i don't know what the aftermath was if you continued dating or got married But I really love the commitment. I don't know if I should be like afraid or impressed. I'm impressed. I think it's amazing. Just so back to Taylor Swift, because Ashton, everything circles back to Taylor Swift. If you want to know anything ever, just know that she has this song called Mastermind about how she basically set up her and her now boyfriend or maybe fiance. We don't know their relationship that she is actually a mastermind, but she did it in a very subtle way. So it was, it was kind of like buying tickets to an MLS soccer game. Yeah, that's not subtle though. Yeah, but he didn't know that (laughs) she didn't win the tickets. Yeah, no, I know. That's a mastermind move. That is a, that's a move. I'll tell you that much. It's it's a mastermind move. Taylor says in the song, all the wisest women have done it this way. And she's right. We have all pulled these kind of moves. That's wild. That's wild. So, I love it, but that's wild. I want to know what happened in this relationship. If it if it worked out after the after the date, and if he ever found out that you did in fact pay for the second row tickets to the professional soccer game. Respect. All right, this one is pretty similar. She says, "One time, I was sitting across the table from a super cute boy that I knew played volleyball. 
My friend dared me to tell him I was a volleyball player, so I did. He asked me which position, and I told him I was a setter, the only position I knew the name of. Which, by the way, like, that's impressive. I, didn't, I don't know what the, a setter is. And I wouldn't, if someone asked me which position I was, I would be like, Fun fact, I, no I was a setter in junior high when I played volleyball. I didn't even know you played a volleyball. Yeah, I'm not very good at it, but, you know, junior high sports. Okay, all right. We hit it off, and he asked me out a few months later. Exclamation point. You go, girl. Love it. On the date, he asked me how volleyball was going, and I was so confused because I had completely forgotten about my lie. It suddenly dawned on me, and I just told him that I had made it up to get a conversation started with him. Luckily for me, he thought it was funny. We dated for a few years after that. That is amazing. Mastermind move. So funny. Mastermind move. You just sometimes we gotta like make up a few things to get the conversation going. And then once you get to know us, you'll be yeah, like, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Um, okay. Last one. This one hits, I think, with everyone, sports fan or not. One time we were hanging out at my now husband and his roommates at, with my now husband and his roommates at their apartment watching basketball. I've always had decent knowledge about sports, but at the time, I really used that as a part of my personality. You know, the girl who can talk sports. I totally relate with this. I, this was very, very much me in high school. Like, I knew everything about sports, and I could talk with the guys about sports. Anyways, she says, I'm not proud. I get that. I'm not proud either. Um, they started talking about some of the players on the team, and I pipe up with full confidence and say, Oh, yeah, Russell Wilson is the worst. <laughs> My desk got an awkward pause and some weird looks because as I learned that night, Russell Wilson is not an NFL player and Russell Westbrook is the no, one no, in the Russell NBA. Russell Wilson is an NFL player, not an NBA player. Oh, yeah, Russell Wilson is, <laughs> see, exactly. <laughs> Russell Wilson is definitely an NFL player and Russell Westbrook is the one in the NBA. After that, I just stopped pretending I knew sports and fully embraced that I can be into sports-ish. And I'm still a cool person, even if I don't make sports my full personality. Love it. Amen. Yeah, you know what? Hey, that resonates with everyone. I just had an experience literally yesterday where people were, some people in the office were talking about going to a Knicks game and they were talking about who they were playing and they were asking us like, oh, who, who are they playing? Like the, it was the Minnesota Timberwolves and they're like, oh, are they good? And we're like, oh, yeah, they've got some really good players, Kat. And then I piped in because it was this girl who was asking about it because she was going to go and she didn't really know anything. And I was like, oh, yeah, like Kat, you know, Kat's dating Jordan Woods. Yeah, Um, correct. Yeah, nailed that part. This part I didn't nail. It's like, and then, you know, like, and I'm pretty sure Jordan Woods, um, like, was also dated Devin Booker, you know, because there's that whole, like. Yeah, she did. Wait, she did? She did. I thought she hooked up with... Uh, Tristan no. Thompson, too. She also oh, dated Devin Booker. Oh, I nailed it. You I nailed, nailed it. it. Oh. <laughs> no one in the office knew that. They all started making fun of me because there's like a bunch of girls in the office, too. And they're like, no, he, she oh hooked up with... Uh, um, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. And I was like, oh, dang it. No, like, no, such she an idiot. dated Devin Booker, too. That's what makes the whole thing oh, so wild. Love it. I am sports-ish. I need to... They should have trusted me. I need everyone to know that the Kardashians NBA relationship is so complex. I cannot wait for our Kardashian curse episode. It's going to be epic. We're going to dive deep. But that is really it for us. Now, what if we called you guys sporties, like Swifties, but sports? 
Yeah, our let's, sporties. Let's, let's sleep on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week for the start of baseball season. We got some hot baseball players, as Ashton pointed out. Dansby Swanson. Hawkeye. 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 Have a fabulous week, and we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you.